he's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Bolotified. I'm Anthony Bolotta, and I'm here as I am every week, except for this week I'm not here. I'm there. We'll talk <laughs> about that in a minute. With the one and only, my one and only, Alex Poselidis. Here, there, and everywhere. Well, now the tune just went out of my head from the Beatles, you know, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, you're everywhere we want to be. <laughs> I love the Beatles. <laughs> Me too. The Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I'm nowhere near Beatland. Where are you? I am. You don't know where I am? I don't. I'm sorry. You've been you've been a lot of places lately. So my Jeep, my uh APS has been on off. GPS? Yes, APS. Well, yeah, but for Anthony. Oh, Anthony, thank you for that. I have my own PS. Um, I am in the heartland of America. I am in Kentucky. Kentucky. I am in Louisville. Not Louisville. No. Louisville. 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 Uh, Last night, I'm here with uh, the American Dental Hygienist Association. Fun. Uh, What fun, fabulous client. They're so gracious and fun. And... uh, as you know, I'm their MC and it's the best job ever. I, I should be doing more of these because they're so darn fun. And you're so talented uh, at it. Just well, thank that. you so much. I just go up there and say whatever's on my mind, which is not always the best thing. But <laughs> I, I guess I've gotten pretty good at reading names. <laughs> I'm a good name reader. You know what? That's talent. It is. That's thank talent. You. People do it's not realize until you're in the VO world. And doing that, that's actually not an easy thing. I've done it, and it's 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 it's, it's different. Yeah, it's different. It it's a, fun, yeah. but it's different. Yeah, it takes a certain uh, a certain feel, a certain you know uh, you know. And you got to have and the willing to laugh at yourself on the off chance that you make a mistake, to make it right, and then laugh at yourself for doing what you did wrong. So that everybody laughs when, with you. You mean when you make a mistake? Yes. I sure. did that when I was doing something for one of our clients and I was reading off Japanese names, which really comes easy for me because having lived there. And there was one that I did mispronounce a little. And I, my response was we're all in Japanese <laughs> just to oh, really? ingratiate them. Yep, I just said, I'm sorry, please excuse me in Japanese and then said it over again. It's like, you know. I would so. imagine that is a major faux pas in Japan, not like more so than it is here, because it's something that has become the bane of my existence, really. I don't think enough people take it seriously. And and and, and too few MCs and producers get together and make sure that uh, names are said correctly um so i wonder you know if in japan you know it's even you know more serious when somebody messes up a name yes and no i'm gonna say this especially to men but it's it's a very patriarchal society um and i don't mean that in in really a bad way that's it's just the way it it is however they're also very gracious. They're very gracious people in a very gracious culture. And you make any little attempt, like me just responding in Japanese, and just saying that, that right there, they were fine because it was an attempt. That's all they, really all they care about. They are, they're mm. very, very lovely and gracious <laughs> society and culture. Not like the Italian. I remember in 1990. <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait, wait. No, seriously, 1991. My my first trip to to Italy, uh, Italy, as my parents would say. Um, Can hear that. 
I tried to say cinque because that's five. It's not cinco. It's 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 cinque. Cinque. And right? Did I get it right? Now I can't even say it. And I couldn't say it then. And uh, the woman laughed at me, like not just giggled, guffawed. It's really funny. Yeah, they're they're not. As, they don't hold back. Let's put it no, that way. but lovingly so. Lovingly, lovingly, la- lovingly laughed of at course. you. Of course, and did it so in at. front of your face instead of behind your back, right? At my face, as a matter at of fact. Your face. Yes, at your at your face. My, that's how much she loved me. Of course. For sure. Of course. But, you know, not everybody does love me because sometimes we have to say things that we don't want to say and do things that we don't want to do when people are being unreasonable. Yes. And uh, we had such an occurrence in our office recently with somebody that we were really, really trying to work with, help be successful um, and accommodate over and above everyone else, really. I mean, somebody that I had complete respect for and wanted to partner with and support and somebody who gave us, you know, fairly decent business who, I don't know, she just um, started to make us feel like we um, should be beholden to her and um, should uh, jump not in a not in a nice way either she wouldn't you know she doesn't request she demands and uh you know that's not right people can't be bullied into uh you know doing things that um don't bode well for their employer for themselves for their company you know it's just it's just not right. And when we go into something and we want to, we always go in wanting to be a a success for our client. That's how we operate. Yes, we're making money, but what makes us feel good is being part of your success and helping you get there. That's what we're all about. And when somebody comes to us and says, oops, it has to be this, I thought it was this, but it has to be this. We will absolutely do everything we can to work with them. But we can't be bullied into doing what they want us to do. And in a way, I I feel like we're standing with all of those people who left their jobs during the great resignation. (laughs) I must say, I feel like this is our contribution to that movement because we're making a statement that we're there to help you. We're not there to be your adversary. We're not there to be your punching bag. We're not there to be stepped on. We're there to be your support. And if you turn to us and you say, oh my God, this is going wrong, we will jump to make it right. Even if we had nothing to do with it, which we'll still recently happened, right. which recently happened, which recently happened. You made something right that you certainly yes, didn't I have did. to. And you did and didn't even get this person involved because you just wanted to make it right for the artist. And it should have been a partnering, but we knew that that wouldn't happen. And you just made it right. Thank you for that reminder. I was thinking about that too, because that's a bit of a loss that we took on this client. And I have to remember those, you know, because over mm-hmm. time those losses add up and, you know, the value of the client be- becomes um, decreased, you know, when that happens, if it's continual. So, uh, yeah. So the best thing that comes out of this is that my staff, my team, my people can breathe a sigh of relief. That's the best thing because if that's 
what was going on was that everybody was getting so stressed out, then it's not worth it. Because at the end of the day, if I don't do what I can to make sure that you're protected, you're going to want to leave. You're going to, you might love me, you might love the job, but at the end of the day, you're going to say, I can't take these people anymore. So thank you for letting me know that that was going on and that there was some unreasonableness in play. And um, yeah, let's not do that again. Let's focus on what we want. And that's clients that appreciate what we bring to the table. And I know what we bring to the table because, and I don't say this lightly. If you know me, you know, I don't go around bragging, but I know that what we do, we do better than anyone else. And I know that the service that we give in what we do, we do better and give better than anyone else, especially in our market. And so uh, I feel a sense of loss for that person who doesn't understand yet the loss that she is going to experience to D'Angelo's point earlier when we were discussing this, when we get an email on a Sunday evening at 8 p.m. or 11 o'clock at night and my team jumps so that she has something for the next morning, that's gonna go away. And, uh, you know, so it's gonna take time, I think. Some people just don't wanna be wrong. You know, what's that saying? Do you wanna be wrong or do you wanna be- You wanna be right or in relationship? Do you wanna be right or do you wanna be in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah, you have to pick. You can't always be right. And uh, and I think we're I very that, good. I tried with, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tried that with Tantalo when we first met and it, it didn't work too well. Didn't work. No, <laughs> didn't work. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I think we're very good when something does happen and we could have done it differently or done it better. We own up to it. And where I get angry which you don't see happen very often is when my artists, and I do say my artists, when they are affected. We all work hard. It's the pride of this job for me is the relationships that I have built. And when I feel an artist is going to be mistreated and it's- I'm sorry. Siri's talking to me. <laughs> and it's gonna be because of my request that's when I lose my skata, as we would say in Greek. Uh, because of the of the 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 request itself, or from which it came. Well, the request, but the um, the time that the artist puts in to get us what we need, the hold, the waiting, oh, yeah. the waiting—it's going to contract, going to contract, going to contract, and then a week out. Oh. Yeah, by the way, sorry. We've had the contract for months. Sorry. And then I have to be the one to go back and mea culpa, which I do. But I it I don't mind doing that. That's that's not what this is about. I hate that that potentially costs somebody I care for other work. That's right. when I lose my well, you know yeah, the th and the, the problem that I have with it, quite frankly, is that and the time and money that she wasted on our side, too, because we don't send the contract until we know it's going. We don't push contracts on to people. And there are some agencies that send a contract. Their proposal is a contract. So there's not one, there's not two steps, there's one, you sign that, you sign it, you don't, there's nothing on hold, you know, you're done. Uh, that's not the way that we operate. We try to be very service oriented and friendly. And so as, you know, like anything, I, it takes, it takes give and take. Mm -hmm. And so, we, you know, we, we don't 
push contracts until we know there's a request for one, the client is ready to move forward. That's when we generate them. So that step alone is another step that costs money over and above the sales process. Because if it's just about the proposals, we eat that as it is. And sometimes to your point, Alex, earlier, we're in five or six versions of proposals that we have not charged anything for. Um, when you get to the contract and you start accumulating even more costs because now you're generating that, now you're following up, now you have a paper trail, now you've made a document. Now we're redoing. Another, it's another level. It's like, what you know, and so... It's very annoying and it and all of the things that are happening are happening. They're oversights. Mm -hmm. I, I guarantee you, right? They're oversights. It's not somebody malicious. It's somebody who doesn't remember. And instead of owning, so oh sorry. Well, you know, it's just not the right way to operate. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I'm in school because I've always believed it's not the right way to operate. And now that I'm here studying what I'm studying, learning what I'm learning, I, I'm, I know it isn't. And the, the greatest leaders, the best leaders don't operate that way. The people who, uh, who um, get results and who, um, you know, have successful companies and have happy people around them. Uh, you know, that's that's not the way they operate, and that's not the way we operate. And it's the reason that we get some of the opportunities that we get. Quite honestly, not. I mean, look, we're always about the client, 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 client. What are the client's needs? What are we trying to do? What is it they? You know, what is their budget? how can we make this work but on the artist side we're also very conscientious about their experience and what they're walking into and ensuring they're paid on time and when they come in things are set the way they were told they were going to be set and somebody's waiting for them telling them where to go and where the power is and all of these things that we do uh that's one reason artists like to work with an agency like ours. Mm -hmm. And we don't, we take pride in that. And I, I think we, we own, we deserve it. First of all, I'm not even the face of that. It's you, Alex, and D'Angelo, and Sam, and now Camille. You're the face, you're the people that deal with the artists you know, all the time, and you have an innate respect for them. So it's just how we are. It's, it's how we want to operate win win. And that's a trickle down, I have to say from you, because as an artist, and Angela the same as an artist, and when Judy was with us as an artist, myself as an artist, we know how we want to be treated. And I know that when we're bringing onboarding somebody new, and I say to them, we never want you to lose work. We always want you to be successful. We care about that. We value that. It's of utmost importance to us. All I get is, oh my gosh, really? That's fantastic. Like, well, this isn't, I'm not blowing smoke. This is true. You know, we all know how we as artists want to be treated. And we want to treat you how we want to be treated and respected. Absolutely. And, you know, it's far from us. If, if we had a, an exclusive stable of five or six artists that we were selling all the time, that would be one thing, but we don't. And we can't operate that way because of the business that we're in and the fact that entertainment has to be purpose-driven in our environment. You know, you don't just book anything. And so because of all of those reasons, we can't just have, you know, five or six exclusive acts that we book all the time. And then we ask to be, you know, to only book through us because we're, we're doing the marketing and we're getting their names out there and we're pushing. Um, so 
we thrive when they thrive, our, our artists. And we just hope that the experience that they have with us is so good that they don't want to work through anyone else. And they don't want to even book it on their own because we handle all of the crap that they don't really want to deal with. And um, I think we're successful. There are people that I've, hey, there have been artists who have taken gigs behind the Balada back after the, you know, after all was said and done. And touche to them, you know, goodbye, toodaloo, that's fine. We don't have to work with them because there are so many who appreciate the fact mm -hmm. that we want them to thrive. And those are the best people anyway. Those are usually the best artists. Yes. And usually the best people. Um, so, uh, so thank you for carrying on that tradition because if I'm proud of nothing, it's that, that um, we are an agency that people like to work with. And again, I don't like to brag, but I do want to mention D'Angelo in this scenario because we're given an opportunity now that he has really taken. We've talked about the drag shows. Uh, at, uh, we've uh, talked about what he's doing for Pride, but um, this, and we've talked about this as well, but his relationship with Ross Matthews, who mm -hmm. is a, who's Sweetheart. a delight. You know what, I, I have to do a shout out to him, but first I'd like to just say that we're, we're developing a beautiful relationship with him and the kinds of things that we're doing with him require a flexibility that sometimes people who are in television don't understand. Um, and you're also out in and with the public, right? You're right there. So there's a certain kind of authenticity um, that's required, but also you have to be careful, right? You can't have mm -hmm. people just mob you. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Ross Matthews is such a professional. It, it's not only, it's, he's not only funny, and, and he's hysterically funny, by the way, but he's so conscientious about the experience that everyone is having. He's not worried about himself. He's worried, is the hotel happy? Do they have enough people drinking? Um, you know, are there enough people in the room? He's wondering, is the lighting right? Is the, the sound is not quite right? Let me go talk to the A1 and get that fixed. That's where his mind is throughout it all. And it's so wonderful to work with him. It's, it's really so wonderful because he's such, he's so conscientious and he wants everything thing to be just right. And he, wa he wants the sponsors. So we had an issue uh, on Saturday night where the, the, one of the sponsors was a beverage company. Um, their product wasn't out on the bar as the cocktail reception was starting. And Adon, uh, Ross's right hand was, you know, having a little tissy, like we need to get this out here now. Rightfully and so. We couldn't, find, we couldn't find the product. So it was like a little bit of a dance and uh, we got it out but it wasn't what we thought we were getting. It wasn't, you know, it just, apparently the, there was a little hiccup, F and B director, another story, but that's how much they care. He needed to make sure that was out. He wanted to make sure the sponsors were happy. We put some of the sponsor product on stage to make sure that they were happy. You know, those kinds of things um, people don't normally do and celebrities don't normally do and he is so vested in his performance that um i just wanted to do a shout out to him uh, if anybody ever has an opportunity to work with him do it because he will he's a delight he'll do the job wonderfully he'll have the audience eating out of his hand he's so funny and so quick and lovable you can't help but love him. I feel like he's a human who will never, ever forget from whence he came in that he will always appreciate 
the opportunities he had and the opportunities he can create for others and make sure that everybody is taken care of because he's been very fortunate in the people who have to help take care of him and help build his career. You know, the partnerships he's made. He's not somebody who forgets that. There's not a diva bone. And I've only had one meeting with him, you know, one experience with him. And he didn't know me from Adam. He just knew I was part of your team. Arm right around, take a picture with me. And it wasn't, it wasn't not real. It was very, very real. You can, you can tell. And we're actors. We know when it's an act and when it's real. He is a good human. 100%. 100%. So um, thank you to D'Angelo for bringing yes. that to us because it's it's really delight. Now I have to ask if I can go. Isn't that funny? I love it. I'd say you created a monster, but you didn't. You just you created a, what's the word? What's, what's the opposite of a monster that's, you know... A princess. A princess. A princess. Where are my wings? Where are my wings? <laughs> <laughs> an angel. That's an angel. He yes, he is. Yes, he is an angel. Ah, little mush. Little mush towards you, D. Yeah. Mushy, mushy, mushy. <laughs> or so mushy, mushy in, in Japanese. Okay. Uh, what's that in Japanese? When you okay. answer the phone, you say mushy, mushy. Mushy, mushy. Oh, I'm going to do that. You know what my favorite word is? Habibi. Hmm. Habibi? Habibi. Habibi. Middle Eastern. Oh, yes. Habibi. Yeah. yeah. Habibi. And what does that mean? Habibi. Like baby, baby, ah. you know, your love bug, your, you know, your pumpkin. Oh, your, your okay. It's yeah. a pulaiki moo. That's what you say in Greek. A pulaiki moo. A pulaiki moo. My darling. That's a my little one. pulaiki moo. Greek is one of those languages that's longer than it has to be. <laughs> Oh, the words are longer, like German. They're exactly the length they should be to express the sentiment. No, it's like that the sentiment can be expressed, but then they add another syllable just for fun. You could just say pulaiki. Pulaiki. But what did you say? Pulaiki mu, which is my. Pulaiki mu. My darling. No, my it sounds kind of Hawaiian too. Pulaiki mu. Pulaiki mu. I, I kind of want a hula. Yeah. And my name oh, is exactly as long as it should be when said properly in Greek. Just saying. Would you say it now, please? Alexa, Alexia, my whole name. Alexia Cristina Postelidis. What? Alexia Cristina Postelidis. Alexia Cristina Postelidis. This. See, because you don't, you don't say that Cristina Apostelidis. It's Christine. Cristina Apostelidis. Cristina Apostelidis. It's Christine. Oh, it's Christine. See, I thought Alexis Christine, Christine uh, Apostolidis. Oh, Alexis Christine Apostolidis. ACP. ACA. 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 And ACA. when Camille, not Camille, but Camille used to work with us, right. she was. Spelled the same, but it's pronounced. She was CAC and I was ACA. I don't know why I thought of that. Sure but yeah. I like that. Oh, guess what? The speaker today, because I'm in Louisville with the American Dental Hygienist Association, and we did a session this morning. Uh, it was very early. I think I'm still tired from it. <laughs> but um, the keynote speaker is a name is a gentleman named Kai. Oh, right. Yes. So I didn't get to meet him. Well, I did share an elevator ride with him, but it was early and he didn't know that I was the MC and I didn't know that he was Kai Kite. Uh, but Kai Kite is a violinist who is also a speaker and uh, it plays beautifully. And he was telling stories about um, some of his auditions, which I could only slightly hear because I was backstage, um, but he was really endearing to the audience and a beautiful musician, I could hear the violin. Anyway, I was thinking about that because the whole time he was on stage, I kept thinking of, Baby Kai, yes. because you know Sam and Joy have their little baby Kai, who is now four three months, three, three months, three, three months. months, yeah, three months. Yes, we're keeping tabs on him. So that means that Nadine is still still here. That's Joy's mom. Mm -hmm. We need to see her again before she goes. We need to see her. Well, yes, and I told them that my our friend Janet and I 
are going to kidnap her and take her out on the town one of these nights. Oh, yes. Yes, you. Yes. We're going to go have yes, a Nadine night. I really like her. You need, you need I really to do that. Like She's her. a great lady. She's yeah. such a great lady. So Nadine is Joy's mother and Joy is Sam's wife and Sam works for us and you all know the story of Joy and Sam and how we went to their wedding in in uh, Cyprus and uh, flew to Lebanon to see them, D'Angelo and I, and meet Joy and, and be a part of the wedding. And then they moved here. And now Nadine is here because Joy had baby Kai in March. And she's here helping Joy uh, for six months. I think she's going to be sad to go. They need to move here. Well, they need to come back. No. No, no. Yes. Oh, no, oh, absolutely. Oh. I, I have to say, I love the way Sam speaks about his mother-in-law. He has. Yes such love for her so right there you know yeah that's special no i'm i think that that's what they are trying to make happen i hope so i hope so too for her too because she loves it here she doesn't want to go back she wants to be here yes well she i'm sure she wants her husband to Mm -hmm. be here too so there's there's that i don't remember if he's working or not or retired um i don't remember him as well uh, I'm sorry to say it's been a few years now, uh, but they were all so delightful and so gracious uh, when we went there. Of course, you know, we're not only the American friends, because, you know, Sam had other American friends, Sam Joy, they had other American friends, but we were the gay American <laughs> friends. And so, um, you know, they're Lebanese. They're from the Middle East. So they didn't kind of know how to deal with that. I had met Sam's father years ago, but um, I think his mother like wasn't really quite sure what to think that he was working for a gay man here in the States that she'd never met uh, until she met me, you know, and I think that changed everything (laughs) quite honestly. I think she didn't see what she she didn't expect what she saw coming, you know. So, uh, but very interesting, you know, that that's the case. It, and, you know, Sam and I have something in common. I don't know if I mentioned this before on the podcast. We have some, something very big in common. Both baptized in the Greek Orthodox Church. Really? Yes. And so, as such, the Orthodox faith, uh, your name day is very important. And so, I figured out what Sam's name, the saint, and I, and his name day, and his name day is the same as Illy's. Is it really? Yep. July 20th, St. Elias, or Elias, but I think so. Wow. Saint Elias. Mm-hmm. I knew he was Christian, but I didn't realize that it was a Greek yeah. Orthodox yeah. church. But that would the make Greek sense. Greek Orthodox chits. Yes, chits. Chits. <laughs> By the way, I have to say. It's a bunch. A bunt. A bunt. I everybody always asks me about the whole Windex thing. And my response is that's a Chicago thing. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but it's a Chicago thing. So somebody was bringing it up again to me the other day. And I went, what the hell? I'm going to try it. I'll be damned if it doesn't work. It works. On what? People. Windex and works on. I had like, it was when I'm feel stress that it comes out on my face and it came out on my face. No, a pimple. And it was two weeks later, it wasn't going away. And I put Windex on it and within a day and a half. Really? I did two little Windex treatments. I'm like, I got to try this. Every time anybody asks me, I roll my eyes. I mean, I'm not an eye roller, but this I roll my eyes at. I'm here to say I was wrong. I mean, it's ammonia. Come on. It's the ammonia that dries it out. So, you know, there's there's some logic to it, but I tried it. It works. You think it would have killed COVID? (laughs) There are so many things I want to say right now. And I'm not. (laughs) This is, this is me not. This is is me. (laughs) This is me being very, very good. Just saying. This is not it. This is not a good day for America, though. This is. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. This is not a happy day, especially for we for women. Freedom, for women, for rights, for Why? liberty. I just. One of our artists 
texted me because he loves me and cares for me. And he texted me about this just to say, I'm sorry. And my response was, it's a faction of society. It's an increasingly powerful faction of society that is trying to be controlled. We bring a lot to the table. We really do stop trying to control us. Please stop. There's so much in the world that we can make better if our femaleness wasn't so feared of. I don't understand it and I can't understand it. Well, and here's the thing that I don't understand about this. It takes two people to make Mm -hmm. a baby. The woman has to carry the baby, right, to carry it. Right. But it takes two people. So why is it that one is now left with the burden? And I'm sorry, I don't mean that in a pejorative sense because children are, of course, lovely. But it's a burden when you don't want to be pregnant. And why are they left holding the bag in this well, case? And then, especially what, when it's a what, case of rape or incest. Especially. And then what happens to the children? That's my biggest concern is, you know, everybody wants to make sure that the life isn't killed, but nobody wants to help the life to thrive Mm-mm. and succeed. They only want to have a say in how you handle the, 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 the birth of your child. But after that. And the, um, the stigma that women have to deal with when because of this, they now, to, now need to be on government assistant programs. And yet, well, you have the baby, deal with it. Why are you lazy? Right. right. Well, see, that's, that argument's going to go away because as far as, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if you're gonna if you're gonna cause a problem, if you're gonna make a problem, then you're gonna have to make solutions to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so there are gonna have to be some, you know, funding programs. And we can talk all we want about not, you know, that's not the purpose, but that's what's going to happen. So all these people who think, you know, we don't want to fund abortions, you're gonna fund something. Mm-hmm. Now you're gonna fund aid. And you're going to fund jails because kids are going to grow up that are unwanted. I mean, you're going to fund a lot of crap. Well, and also part part of this is it is when you increase the poverty level, you increase the ease to control people with fear. And by doing so and eliminating that middle class, that 1% has more power and has more control. Well, that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. And it's and hard. Every, and, <laughs> yeah, in every single sense. So teach your children to take advantage of every, every opportunity they can in life because no. it's not going to be easy no. for them. No. There's no middle ground. You're either affording things or you're living at poverty. I mean, it's like, that's that's the way the world is going. You should, anyway, we got to stop this talk. Yes. We're okay. about entertainment. Yes. It's going to all be cut out. Cut it out. Ah, it's fodder for my one woman show someday. Feed it. Smile, baby. <laughs> your one woman show. Smile, uh, though your heart is breaking. Speaking about shows, I'm going to be treated to uh, a night at the Pops. Cool. uh, July 16th, July 16th. And then I am going to treat you and someone to a night at the Pops on April, no, August 18th. So write that down because the four of us are going to go to the Pops and sing and see Pink Martini. (gasps) And that's because Susan Yulovich, my friend Susan, is going to sell me her table. She can't go. So we're going to go. On July 16th, I'm going to go with Susan and her husband, Richard. And we're going to see Ted Sperling and Michael Feinstein. 
Feinstein, excuse me. I have seen Michael Feinstein several times. I've met him because as we know, my mother-in-law, former mother-in-law was principal harpist. So I have got, I've I've been blessed every time he was around, they would get me tickets and I've gotten to meet him and he's, he is, he's up there in my world with Rosemary Clooney and Barbara Streisand. Now Streisand, Streisand. Except for I, he's oh, look at me! I can't even speak, which is if I'm speechless, that's a big deal. I usually don't have a problem with it. I love yes, that man so much. I've never seen him live. This will be the first time, <gasps> and I'll probably go backstage because Ted Sperling is Ted Sperling. Mm-hmm. You know, so he'll probably, hopefully, like last time, invite us backstage. You'll get to um, meet him. I tell you what his bodyguard, nice. Michael Feinstein's bodyguard said to me. No. Um, as me. we were, my mother-in-law's usher in, she, God bless. She's real ballsy. Like, come on, you're coming back. I'm like, no, he, he's tired. He's well, shut up. Come on, you're coming back. And we go back there and she just goes right up to his, you know, guy guarding the door and says, I'm the harpist, blah, blah, blah. I want my, my daughter-in-law loves him. Quit. Alex, Alex, tell him your story. And I'm going, no, don't. And I just said to the bodyguard, I said, I would have his children if I could. He goes, yeah, that's not going to happen. Great. (laughs) I'm so glad I told you my story. So then I went in and we're and there's, you know, Michael. And she said, Alex, Alex, tell him about that song. I'm like, oh, please stop. Please stop. Like, well, you know, your your one song, where do you start? I was going through a really uh, difficult breakout up and my heart was breaking and I was traveling across country and I had it on loop and singing. And he goes, Yeah, you and every other woman. And man. <laughs> and man, yes. Yes. Yeah. But uh he he's be lovely. a little more. Okay. Oh, he was kid- was he kidding? Oh, he was, yeah, no, he was lovely. Oh my gosh, he was lovely. No, 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 not even remotely. It was just like, yeah, like, yep, I hear that all the time. Because that is such a beautiful, and our dear, our dear sweet Eric that worked for us, may he rest in peace, knew how much I loved that song and found a karaoke version of it for me because I told him someday I want to sing that. Oh, it's a beautiful song. And I actually think his is better than some other versions. His is the so best. Sense, yeah, his is the best. It's really small. You know, it's just an intimate. It's a story. Very, it's beautiful. It's a story yeah. of a broken heart. On that note, I am in Louisville, as I said, but I didn't get to tell you that last night we went to Churchill Downs oh it was very very exciting so there were races wow i I didn't bet because i don't really care to bet but most people did we had a we were uh a private group i was with adha and they brought us all there um it was just very cool to be right there where the kentucky derby is held and has been for more than 100 years Mm uh and to learn a bit about the uh the Churchill Downs itself, which is so big, it's 147 acres. It's so large, it could be Kentucky's third largest city if it was a city. That's how big it is, which is really quite, quite remarkable. It was very interesting to be there. I, I hear it's much different when the Derby's going on. Of course, people were wearing their fascinators. And, and were you? The, no, I almost brought a hat and I didn't. I thought, I'm going to bring a hat and then I forgot and I didn't bring one. So I didn't have on a fascinator at all, but some women did have on some lovely fascinators. Really, they went way out over and above. Uh, and it was really delightful to be there, uh, just watching some of the races. And, you know, here in, well, we're in the middle of, we're in the beginning of summer, right? We just had the summer solstice. So the days are really, really long. Well, the sun does not set here until like 9 30. Mm, that's my happy place it's, right there. Yeah. Yeah. That time at night. So it's, you know, you don't realize it's as late as it is until, until it is. Uh, but it's so, so pretty here now. The weather happens to be not humid, but really kind of pleasant. Uh, 
other than that and fourth street which i've walked down a number of times i'm not quite sure what to do here i do remember last time i came here i walked around a lot and saw a lot of distilleries bourbon 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 experiences mm. everywhere and this is the home of the mint julep and that song a particular favorite of mine that is a great song if you don't know it you must look it up uh do you know the I, song i do know it but you've been singing it's hum a bar because uh, i uh one mint julep that was the cause i didn't mean to was the cause of it all. I can't remember it. Why are you asking me to sing it? Because I'm asking you and putting you on the spot. That's why. It'll, oh. As soon as we're done, you're going to have it. You know it. I'm going to play it for you because it's so good. Uh, it's just a funny song. It's a song about a woman who ends up pregnant with kids <laughs> and a husband because of one. Mint mint tulip. Tulip. <laughs> funny. That was the cause of it all. Do you know an event we have next Thursday? Um, for one, for my my favorite client, um, they had a request. They're going to do a Kentucky Derby event for their families, and they wanted me to um, put together something with you know a, a jockey. And I thought, okay. And I immediately emailed them back, and I said, "Would you be open to a six foot three jockey? Because I think that would be funny." And they went, "Oh my God, yes!" So we have our very own <laughs> Mr. Tim gonna go out and be a six foot three he of course he had the outfit already and he's of course he our, does he's gonna be our six foot three jockey entertaining the families yes so you have to consider you have to think when you think about tim think about not in looks just in style harvey corman and tim tim conway, conway. Yes. like combined like that's him he's just the goofy kind of funny and really I found funny. out something about him yesterday because, you know, I was at an event in LMH, you know, for an event for the client and I, he and I become such great friends. We really have. I mean, sometimes he'll just call me to talk because I, I you know, I texted him one day and I'm like, it's been two months since we've spoken. Did, did we break up? Because there are times where I'm on the phone with him several times a day because right, right. we work a lot with him, especially for this one client. And he told me yesterday that he really has no formal theatrical training. He's really? just the youngest of brothers. And he said, and you know me, I like attention. So I found a way to buy for attention. He's so quick witted and yes. on, on from the yes. moment he walks on property, he's on no nothing. He just, it's on. He just delights in what he does so much. And he's so good yes. at it. He really is one of he a is, kind, I got to say. He's a he's the consummate character man. Mm -hmm. He can do just about anything. And he's got a million of them. That's, that's him. But in a good way. In, oh, so in the best feel, way. In the best way. In the best way. In the best way. So I feel like we should wrap because we've, yes. we've kind of talked about a lot of things. And I think that D'Angelo is probably sleeping. I miss my puppies. Oh, <gasps> They were giving me such love yesterday. I bet. And I bet poor they're... Sadie, because Rose just won't let Sadie near me. Yeah, yeah. But you have to, yeah, you have to sort of, yeah. Sadie's a bit of a hog when it comes. I mean, uh, Rose is a bit of a hog, a hog. yes. And she's so the bigger sweet. of the two. So she, and she knows like, it. Yeah. And she knows it. She just gets right under there. And, but she, oh, she's, she's so lovable. You. Oh my gosh. You know, she's so lovable. This is the thing about them, though. Doesn't surprise me because when we first met them, Rose was the one who came over to us, sat right in front of us and looked, just looked at us while all the other little puppies were running around. She was the one who came over. I, I think it might've been a little heartbreaking for her when people didn't take her because they were the last two. You know, I think she wanted to be taken, you know? So, um, Anyway, that's my little that's my little story that I tell mm. myself. It's just like yeah, she's a cutie. She's yeah. a and Sadie's a little mop head. She's a little like, you know, she's the she's a, she's the one that starts to scurry around like you don't really see her and she'll just grab a sock or something. And well, you know what you she did really yesterday see? too? I was outside 
D's office and the little gate was there and Sadie walked over because Rose wasn't going to let her be there. And she walked into her little crate, her little um, playpen and rolled over on her back and looked at me like, come hither, come scratch my belly. You come to me. I don't come to you. That's right. I'm ready. And Rose is not here. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. They definitely have very distinct, adorable personalities. Yes, they do. We're lucky, 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 lucky boys. So I'm glad you love them because who knows, maybe someday you'll be babysitting again. (laughs) I do love them. Thank you. I do love them very much. Well, kiddos, it's another week. Next week is, uh, well, we're going to go into the last week of the month. That's a fair day for us. We're going to the fair. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have 4th of July. So we'll be back after the 4th of July holiday with our next guest. Until then, we'll be celebrating uh, and kicking it and enjoying uh, the first few days of summer in San Diego where it is better than anywhere else in the country, I have to say. And that's it. If you enjoyed listening, please tell your friends. If it's on Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars. Please, I'm not good at begging, but please. If you'd like to leave us a comment, a question, anything, go to our website, bolada.com. Look for the podcast tab and leave your question or comment or anything in that little box. Just be kind. And that's it. Let's say goodbye. Goodbye. Have a mint julep goodbye. Have a mint julep goodbye. One mint julep. Stay engaging. One mint julep. That was the cause of it all. <laughs> <laughs>